You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Wynn Kieran Audula, and we're speaking to Danielle Fuller, a professor in the Department of English and Film Studies at the University of Alberta, and we're talking about our piece in the conversation called Joys of Summer Reading, The Books We're Devouring Are Likely Influenced by Someone We Know and Trust. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, man, Karen. I'm delighted to be here. I wanted to talk about just the summer season and reading books. What makes especially this time of the year really special when it comes to reading books? Well, I think it's a number of things. First of all, I think certainly here in the Northern Hemisphere, we get pretty much excited about seeing the sun come back. Uh, And we're looking forward to being outside, maybe with a book or a magazine. Uh, Of course, we have longer hours of daylight. That's a huge factor. And if we're lucky, we maybe have a little bit more leisure time in the summer, uh, maybe time off from our work or some relaxing time with our family. And those things are all, I guess, part of that kind of that really pleasant experience of sitting outside, maybe hopefully in the sun with a book. And, you know, what also about summer reading, right? You said in your piece, Mm -hmm. in the conversation, there's a little bit of a history about it. Could you tell us a bit about that history? Yeah, for sure. So if we think particularly about here in North America, and we sort of take ourselves back to somewhere around the 1870s, this is a time when print literacy increases because more people are getting an education in school. It's also a time when the technology to mass-produce books becomes possible. So books themselves become cheaper and magazines become cheaper too. Um, another significant thing is the increase in public libraries. The, really, the golden age of the public library starts around 1875 and goes into about 1920, uh, especially here in Canada. Um, so people's access to books to borrow and buy becomes easier. Um, and, and finally, um, as working hours actually become a little bit more restricted through law, people have more leisure time to actually to do reading. So all of those things kind of um, mean that summer reading sort of becomes more of a more of a big deal. Um, again, it becomes that, that time people associate it with having a little more leisure, time to relax, perhaps to read something that's maybe not as serious, but but sometimes for some people historically and right now, it's a time to catch up on maybe all those books you feel you should have read or um, that you've been desperate to read for, for several months. I am definitely guilty of that. I have got a huge stack <laughs> of books that I need to read and catch up on. So I'm trying to take advantage of, you know, sitting outside on the patio and just like pulling up my book and reading it. And exactly. I think Exactly. Right. And I think, you know, another part of your article that I found really fascinating is how do we look for books, right? Especially in a day mm-hmm. where we've got like social media, we've got all this technology. So when we look for what to read, do we look for it online or more in the offline world? Well, this is a a great question because really the research that I've done with my research partner, Danielle Ray-Buxedo, really shows us that in this very contemporary moment in the 2020s, it's a mix of things. Um, Readers who who identify themselves as, as avid readers really use a mixture of both things. So they do all the things you might think of as more traditional ways of finding books, like going into a book browsing the shelves, looking at the staff picks, looking at the display tables, going to the public library, um, asking a librarian, also having a look around. Um, 
But they combine those. Many readers combine those now with following particular influences online on platforms like BookTube and TikTok and Instagram, where Bookstagram, for example, is a huge area of um, sort of book discovery on Instagram. So it's a it's a really a mixed set of modes of finding out that next book next book to read. But even given all those different ways of all that information we have swirling around us. Um, and maybe because we have so much information, that's the where that role of the the person you actually know, the family friend, the work colleague, um, your next door neighbor, people whose taste in books you've come to trust play a really big role. Mm. And you know what? I'm not even surprised by that because I will say – when I go into the bookstore, for instance, right, which I know some people are doing mm-hmm. that, some aren't, I love to ask the people who are working at the bookstore, what should I read? Like, I'll usually give them a genre. I'm like, I want a thriller. I want something that's going to blow my mind. And they'll look at me and go, I've got just the book for you. And I found <laughs> I've gotten like the best suggestions just from talking to the people who work in the bookstore. And, you know, Danielle, when you do your research, do you find for different generations that they approach this differently? Like from the younger generations to the older, like, is there a different way in looking for books? I think to some extent, yes. I mean, the example you just gives a great one. I think that cuts across generations, especially any of us who are lucky enough to live in cities with access to good bookstores, particularly independent local bookstores, where the people working in them have so much knowledge, so much expertise, and so much enthusiasm for different genres. So that cuts across age groups. But I think particularly for younger generations, particularly Gen Z, for example, um, Social media platforms like TikTok and BookTokers, so the influencers on that platform, have become um, one quick, easy, but also fun way to find out about next book to read. So um, that kind of different platforms tend to suit different age demographics. Um, For instance, for uh, those over the age of 50, Facebook and Facebook book groups and recommendation groups are really important um, for that demographic. So you know, different age groups do use different resources for finding a book to read. But that, that sort of a friend recommendation, and I think the browsing in the bookstore cuts across age groups. And also, do you find, is there a preference to, to like read the actual physical copy of a book or like read it online, like on a Kindle, for instance, I'm thinking of? Like, do you notice there's a difference in that? Well, there is. And certainly the research we've done um, coincides with research by BookNet Canada, for example, which does a lot of industry-facing research about book sales and also what Canadians like to pick up and read, really shows us that um, e-readers, for example, are actually often the preferred go-to for readers over the age of 55. And if you pause and think about that for a minute, that's one of the reasons, big reasons for that is because people can change the size of the print. Um, so that those sort of accessibility reasons kind of play into which age groups prefer which kind of devices. There's still, in Canada, a huge preference for physical books. Most readers love physical books, paperbacks, hardbacks. And they'll, you know, maybe have their own collection. But let's not forget audiobooks as a kind of mm. digital um, book that on the rise in Canada year on year for the last five years. Audiobooks are huge, both not only to buy, because, of course, they're so easy uh, with streaming services. And those of us who have smartphones, we have that device we can use for, for reading and listening to audiobooks right there in our hands. Um, 
but also libraries increasingly loan audiobooks as well as digital copies and physical copies. And, you know, one of the things you wrote in your piece here that I found very fascinating, and I do want you to expand on it, you said, in these post-digital times, we are perhaps more likely to judge a book by its readers than by its cover. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's maybe it being, we were being a little provocative there. Um, we don't, can't, we can't, it's very difficult to say how common that has become, but we can certainly say for the readers we have worked with in our research that they are will nearly always turn to some kind of source that's written by readers or um, created content on social media created by readers to sort of verify um, whether a, a title that they've heard about or seen is something that's worth their time. Um, so they might go to something like Goodreads, for example, or go on Reddit or um yeah, or just sort of ask their friends. But those kinds of different ways of looking to other readers to find out more information. But also, you know, is this really worth my, you know, my time investment? And, you know, my time is precious. My to, to be read pile is huge. Do I want to add this title to it? So uh, I think um, readers, and because we uh, also live in such a recommendation culture where we often do want to see what other users and reviews have to say about a book, uh, is much more important than now that it was, say, 10 years ago. Very interesting. Danielle, thank you so much for your time. And before I let you go, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, but what are you reading? Oh, what am I reading? Well, actually, I'm about to read, I'm, I'm sort of on a memoir jag at the moment. I am about about to read Pamela Anderson's memoir, um, which is called Love Pamela. <laughs> Ooh, good and I'm choice. a huge, and I'm a huge YA reader. So I'm uh, I'm sort of in the middle of a, um, a YA novel at the moment, but I'm looking for some more. Aren't we always? We're always looking for something to read. Danielle, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it. You take care. Okay, you too. Thanks a lot. We just spoke to Danielle Fuller, professor in the Department of English and Film Studies in the University of Alberta. We talked about our piece in the conversation called Joys of Summer Reading. The books we're devouring are likely to be influenced by someone we know and trust. Stay with us here on Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz.